Hello and welcome home. You're listening to the Tribe Abuja podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you to know and make known the truth and love of God the Father as expressed through His Son, Jesus. Let's listen to the message. If you are joining us for the first time, um, we have been doing a series called The Art of War. Amen. And um, this is episode six. Hallelujah. Who has been following us since episode one? Anyone? Great. Great, 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 great. So today is episode six, and I'm very excited about today's episode. We're going to do something. I just, uh, I just want us to, to do it together. Um, can we open Psalm 144? But we're going to read it, and all of us, will, we, we will read it standing. We'll read um, verse one and two. So can we just rise and we're going to read it standing together. Amen. Are we there? Psalm 144. It says, Blessed be the Lord my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. He is my steadfast love and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield in he, and he in whom I take refuge, who subdues peoples under him. This is the word of the Lord. Sorry, I have a ground, so you'll say thanks be to God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, you may have your seat. Amen. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Father, I pray that your spirit fills this room in the mighty name of Jesus. I I pray that you speak to me and through me this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, um, some of us, we really, really, you know, love the Psalms because it is, it's very vulnerable, right? You know? David wrote a lot of things that we relate to. Um, We will rather read the Psalms than read the book of Numbers or read, um, what's, Revelations or what are some of the hard books to go through? Lamentations, you know. Nobody, unless, you know, you you just wake up, let me just read my Bible today and you just open it and it lands on Lamentations. Hardly do people... Go there, but we love the Psalms. It's very, you know, nice and it warms your heart, you know. But honestly, it's good. Um, it encourages us. We see someone that went through what we may be going through, and we see him document his prayers in poetry form, you know. And David is not the author of um, all 150 Psalms. Um, he, 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 he and other people. Of course, wrote the psalms, but a lot of his psalms are recorded here. And Psalm Psalm one forty four is one of his psalms. He says, "Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war, and my fingers for battle." I just want us to look at the life of David for a bit and see, you know, when he was when he felt he had done everything, he wanted to build the temple for God. 
And he had started to make plans, and the Lord told him that, no, there's so much blood on your hands that I will not let you build my temple, but your son will. So he said, rather just make sure you do everything you can, just gather resources and whatever, the logistics, so that whoever comes after you will build the temple. And that was because the Lord said that David's hands was too bloody. He had done so much killing or fighting or wars in his time. So, but that was the heart of David, someone that went to war on behalf of God or the people of God. He saw himself in a particular light, like the, the, he, and I hope this is not, um, I hope this is not, this, this is not heresy, but David is probably one of the only Old Testament characters. He's one of the few Old Testament characters that, in a way, had a glimpse of the new covenant. He, in many ways, operated as a king, a prophet, and sometimes a priest. You remember when he asked the priest for the effort, right? And he asked God to, and instead of the priest going um, before God to ask of God, he collected the effort, which is one of the apparatuses of the priest, of the high priest, right? And he functioned in place of a priest in that particular, and God did not smite him. And this was someone that was hungry and went into the temple and ate the bread of the temple. Something that if you, you are gone, if you touch it, you are gone. So we can see in his writings, he even prophesied the coming of the Messiah, right? But he only Jesus functioned fully in the three offices of the king, the priest, and the prophet. But when we look at David's life, as well, we, we, the most popular story, David and Goliath, we love that story. It's about, it's the story of an underdog taking out a seemingly um, big enemy, right? Or adversary, or villain. A Thanos of the Old Testament, of sorts. He, <laughs> wait, five stones, five no, okay, I should stop. Okay. <laughs> anyway, forgive me for that. So um, we, we see David, some people, when they look at that story, they think David was just a small boy, do you understand, had ginger and went and took out Goliath. That's not, that's not the full story. Of course, he was sent to the war front to supply his brothers with food, and he saw the... Um, giant Goliath, you know, castigating and insulting the nation of Israel. And he went, he offered himself to go and fight on, the, on behalf of the nation of Israel. Now we know the story. He gathered stones, took his slingshot, one stone, it sunk into Goliath's head. Goliath died. He used Goliath's sword to chop off the head. But one thing we don't understand is, and sometimes when we Christians, we see ourselves as Goliath, that's not exactly right. They, I mean, we see ourselves as David, pardon me. That's not exactly correct. David, when he met Saul, and Saul asked him, what is your portfolio? He said, see, I am my father's shepherd. And any time a wild animal comes, 
I take it out. So I have history of taking out lions and bears and protecting my father's sheep. So he wasn't just going to Goliath to kill him because of ginger. He had a portfolio. He had a history of wings. He had trophies already that made him believe Goliath was just one of those heads he could add to his trophy case. That's, of course, with the belief that God is for him. Are we together? So don't just call yourself a David when you see a seemingly Goliath in front of you. You must be coming from somewhere. David had spent his days in the field practicing how to take out targets. That um, slingshot was not a fluke. Are we together? Of course, God was for him. But that slingshot was not a fluke. He was a master at using the slingshot and the stone. Now, I'm saying all of this because the wars in our lives that we need to fight and win, oftentimes, you are facing what you're facing because... Or, or let me put it this way. God gives you an opportunity to win battles and wars because he has trained you to win in the past. Are we together? So if you look at some of the things you are doing now, you're only doing them and you're winning at it because of what you've done in the past. God has given you privileges and opportunities to win wars to win battles, to gather trophies, and to have victories in certain situations. Why? Because of what is ahead. There are threads in your history that you must look at, and it prepares you for your future. All of us must know that. Amen. David did not just take out Goliath. He had a history of wins. God had trained him in the dark, alone, to take out lions, to take out bears, and take out wild animals. So he was battle ready for Goliath. That's why he says that, Blessed be the Lord my rock, who trains my hands for war. And my fingers for battle. Amen. David was a shepherd. He wasn't a soldier. But he had spent time alone so much. He had gathered private victories. Like God had taught him how to win on a personal level. That he was now able to win for the nation. Amen. So, see. There are things you're going through right now. Some form of... Um, adversary or resistance and you're running away from it but you don't know that resistance builds strength hallelujah say it with me resistance builds strength resistance builds strength but any form of resistance we face oftentimes we run away from it 
Meanwhile, God is preparing you for something. You think everything you're going through is about you. It's not. David won private victories so that he can win a national victory. It's not always about you. There's something God is doing in the future. Hallelujah. That, of course, involves you, but it's not just about you. It is for his sake and for his people. Amen. So some hurts, some pain that you have gone through, yes, it involved you, but it's not just about you. God gave you the privilege and opportunity to go through that circumstance so that in the future, you can win something on behalf of people. Now, um, what's the name of this lady that died some months ago? Um, that pastor's wife. Um, I, what? Ibi. What? Ibi Duni, thank you. You know, she had a foundation that catered to women that had gone through, um, they, they were not um, fertility issues, right? Why? Because she herself had gone through fertility issues. So she was able to help hundreds of women because in her own life, she had faced the battle and she had won. And I, honestly, I'd never heard about her till her death. But the testimonies, I don't know if you had seen it, the testimonies about her life it's something to provoke holy jealousy. Some form of holy envy that when I'm gone, will people be able to say I've impacted them like this? She had faced a private battle and she was able to bring victory to other women. There are things you're going through right now and I'm saying it's a privilege. You're going through a hurt, you're going through a pain right now that the Lord is giving you the opportunity to win, not just because of you, but because of others. And right, what you're going through right now, the reason is building strength for the future. Glory to God. Is there anybody here that has gone through something? Just give Jesus a wipe, and you know you are stronger for it. Just, amen, just, okay. I have witnesses. I know what people know what I'm talking about. Amen. Now, oftentimes also, we go to war unprepared. I don't know about you, but I've never seen a wrestler that goes into the arena and starts doing push-up. And that's when he starts building muscle. Anyone? I've never seen an athlete start practice at the Olympics. Usain Bolt winning the Olympics was a four years preparation for a nine second victory. Do you understand what I'm saying? He was able to bring victory to Jamaica, right? Because he had prepared four years for the Olympics. Are you with me? So, sometimes we are too excited when we go into the arena. We are too excited when we go to the arena. And 
we come back beaten because you've not been trained properly or because you are not battle ready. I don't, I don't know about you, but I've never also seen a farmer go to the farm with an agri textbook. Anyone? And that's the time he's farming and he's looking, it was the difference between a legume and a vegetable. Okay, are we going to do dry farming or is there anything like that? For the sake of this conversation, there's dry farming. Amen. No one goes to battle unprepared. If you do, you come back beaten. No wrestler goes into the arena and starts practice there. No athlete goes to the Olympics and it's at the Olympics they start preparations. They start way before so that he can win victory. Amen. There are things you ought to be doing right now, right now, so that you can win victory ahead. Some of us think that when we marry, that's when lust will disappear. I have news for you. Ina, nehi, zilch, no. It doesn't happen like that. Loss does not disappear when you say, I do. <laughs> Are you with me? Do you think Joseph was able to say no to Mrs. Potiphar there? Of course he had had advances. Do you understand? From the other servants. Do you, understand? Do you know what it means to be one of the big, like you are the one in charge of August bank accounts, his rights, everything. Of course, the women of Egypt will be throwing themselves at Joseph. But he was able to say no, not just because it was something that came on the spot, but I honestly believe he had a track record. So our, some of us that battle against lust, battle against, uh, that battle sexual purity, marriage is not going to cure it. It's not going to cure it. You need to start now. Amen. And I know I'm speaking to 95% of the room because there are probably just three or four or five married couples here. Anyway. Are you with me? You start now so that when you get into the marriage, you are able to keep yourself. Hallelujah. And the cure for lust is not speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. It's not more prayer. It is what? Fleeing. Everybody say it with me. Fleeing. Flee. I, mm -mm. Let's say it together. Fleeing. Oh, God. Let's say it together. Fleeing. Are you with me? Learn to run now. So that when you say I do, you're running with someone. Do you understand? Amen. And that goes for other things. So um, if it's money, how are you good with money? It's not when you have a, a million dollars that you do better with money. It's the tenara that you have right now. Do you understand? It is, and so it goes with other things. 
What has, where has God placed you? And what are the opportunities that the Lord has privileged you? And you're in a training camp right now, in a booth camp, that the Lord is using you to win private battles so that you can win public wars. Amen. There is no overnight success in the Christian race. Glory to God. You start now. Blessed be the Lord who is my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Amen. Resistance. Build strength. Okay, let me, I heard this illustration from a man of God one time also. We think that when we go into battle, we go into the arena, we go into war, sometimes we can use someone's credentials. I don't know how many of you know, but The Rock's dad was also a wrestler. Did The Rock for one second ever say, because my father was a wrestler, I beat you in the name of my father? Eh? Did he for one second go into the arena with his father's ring? Um, what, it, what are these things called? Belt. No. He went in and he fought his own battles. Glory to God. So it is with most, you as we must win our own battles and stop depending on other people. We must shift this mentality that we have of always leaning on people. God wants to strengthen you for the sake of others. Hallelujah. It's not always about you. David defeated Goliath. Of course, you know, he had um, the wife thing attached to it, glory, that Saul promised him. He had riches also attached to it. But what happened? It was a national victory won on behalf of the people of God. Amen. There are generations that depend on you winning a war and a battle right now. Generations yet unborn that depend on your obedience to winning victory right now. But you think it's about you. It is not. It is not. We must, all of us, win private victories. So build a prayer life. Not because you must always talk to God, but because God is preparing you for something. Amen? Build a, a culture of study so that when the adversary comes, you're not quoting a movie, you're not quoting um, a proverb, but you're speaking the word of God. Are you with me? That when the time comes, you are battle ready. It is now we must build. It is now we must win. It's not just about you, tribe. There are generations. Your children depend on it. And generations to come. And their generations. Even our generation. Amen. So just like Pastor Ibidum, what's her name? Ibidum, right? Did I say right? Just like Pastor Ibidum. That God, as sad as it is, gave her the privilege of infertility, but her story was used to liberate other women. 
God is placing you in positions right now that you don't feel good about it. You're going through hurt and see, it is draining life out of you. It is taking everything. But I want to tell you that God is with you in the battle. Amen. That he has gone ahead, that he's beside you and he's behind you. And he's strengthening you. That the resistance you are facing right now is strengthening you, not just for you, but for others. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. So I want you to probably hear, or even when you leave, do some form of self-audit and reflection and look at the course of your life and look at where God placed you strategically to win certain battles. And I want you to bring it into remembrance, amen, and use it to fight the next battle because David came at Goliath because he had gone and defeated lions and bears. Amen? So do it some form of self-audit. And look at your past. Where has God, or where, what are the victories I've won in my life? And it may, it may point to something in the future. And I want you to look at your present right now. And ask, what am I going through right now? What are the battles and the wars I'm going through right now that I need to win? Not just because of me, but for the sake of the people coming. Don't trivialize your past. Amen? Don't trivialize what you've gone through. Don't trivialize the breaks that you've gone through. Don't trivialize the hurts you've gone through. Don't, don't, it's no small thing that you have overcome and that you are healed or that you are healing. Amen? You are healed so that others can be healed. So don't, don't downplay it. It is God that moved in that circumstance for his glory. Because, listen, hurt people hurt people. Do you, we, do you agree with me? And, you know, I, I honestly don't like being around losers. I'm allergic to it. I, I honestly don't like being around losers. And I'm just, I'm talking about the mentality as well. That all you just see is darkness and gloom. I'm allergic to it. I don't want it around me. I want people, I want to be around people that are in the mud, that are fighting are in the struggle and are doing everything to build strength, to win. And you must change your circle if you're in a losing circle and join the winning circle or start one. Amen. Perspective is important. So David did not just come to Goliath to take him out. He said, I come against you in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So he had a history of wings, but he had a God, the God, who wins. Glory to God. Perspective. 
The next time you think you are David in a David and Goliath fight, you should think of all these things. How many lions and bears have I defeated? It's not just, sometimes we just want to, I'm, I'm a David in this fight and there's a Goliath here. And we, we somehow um, have these narcissistic views of, of, of whatever it is we are going through. We bless God. Amen. So some of you are facing things right now and it's a privilege. Count it all joy. Because God is going to win and you will win alongside God. Hallelujah. Amen. And there are future wars that you will win that is not just about you. Bless God. So also, you know, um, David said he trains my hands for what, you know, David, to the best of my knowledge, David never went to NDA or their own form, form of um, military academy. Do you understand? He was just a shepherd that um, was locked away in the bush, was anointed, and had how many years? Like 13 years of drama. What am I saying? Till he died, he had drama in his life. But before he became king, 13 years of just drama to becoming king. Fighting wars and wars. So let me put it this way. Some of you may go through things that may not be the straight path. Do you get? So you may not, where God is taking you, the path to get there may be a degree, may be going through some form of school, but you would, God is going to take you through his own school of life. So that you, when you get there, you can win. Amen. Let me tell you the importance of, or let me make you see what happens when you refuse to fight. Um, the Bible tells us um, that in a time when kings went to war, David was on his rooftop. And behold, he beheld Bathsheba. And the author knows what he was doing. He said, in a time kings went to war, <laughs> David. Sometimes our disobedience, eh, do you know, just by not going to war, it sparked a civil war three generations later. Are you with me? Because what happened? Bathsheba, he, weighed, um, he went, he laid with Bathsheba. We know the story. He lost his child. He committed murder. What happened? He had a child, Solomon. Uh, Prophet Nathan and um, Bathsheba did some form of um, political nepotism so that Solomon can be king. Solomon becomes king, becomes the wealthiest, wisest man on earth. And when he dies, the people... how. I want us to understand something. There was a, when in Solomon's time, the Bible says that gold and silver was like sand. Then when he dies, the people realized that they were taxed too much. And Rehoboam, Solomon's son, said he was going to increase the tax. Then the nation of Israel said, listen, we are not going to join you for this. And what? A civil war ensued. And Jeroboam was crowned an anointed king. 
of um, Judah. Amen. Because David did not go to war. Just because David did not go to war. See, it's not always about you. It's not always about you. God is placing you in situations right now where you need to win and bring victory for his people. For your family, for your friends, for our generation. Are you with me, tribe? Are we together this morning? Amen. I want when we go home, audit your past, understand your present, and look where has God led me through before? How have I won? How has he showed up before? What am I going through right now? How do I build strength to win? And I want you to trust that he's going to lead you into victory. Glory to God. Amen. And that's, we must understand in the art of war. We must not be, we must not be caught slipping like David. When it's time to fight, you rise up and fight. Glory to God. When it's time to go to war, you pick up your weapons and you go to war. Amen. And it's necessary that that's the kind of life we lead. Because that's what the gospel is about. Hallelujah. The, the New Testament tells us that Jesus won the victory for us, but not just that, he paraded the enemy. Amen. He paraded the enemy because in medieval times or in Old Testament times, what happened is they will not just win a kingdom. Whoever survived, they will make them, they will chain them and make them line up and pass through the city just to enforce humiliation that we have won this person and to show superiority. So that's what Jesus did. That he won victory for us and he parades the enemy and say, see, they are nothing before you, my children. Amen? This victory I have is for you. Go therefore and win. Hallelujah. We're going to just pray a bit. And I want you to pray for strength. For the resistance you are facing right now, I want you to know and understand that the Lord is strengthening you to win. But not just for you, but for the sake of others. Amen. Can we just bow our heads and just pray? Oh, pardon me. Let's just stand for a few minutes. Let's just stand. And I want you to pray for strength. What are you going through right now? A relationship? A marital issue? Some form of sickness and disease? What is your family going through? Some financial issue? What I probably in your academics, in your business, that you need to win. And just open your mouth and pray. I want you to pray in your own words and ask for strength. I want you to ask for strength. And an opportunity for you to shame the enemy. It is an opportunity for you to shame the devil. It is an opportunity to bring victory. Victory that is already yours. Let's just open our mouth and just bless God and I don't know about you, but I need strength. And resistance builds strength. So there are some form of spiritual muscles that we need to develop. 
For the sake of your family, you ought to be fighting and winning. For the sake of your generation, you ought to be fighting and winning. So much hangs in the balance. So much hangs in the balance when we don't obey. I don't know what I want you to mention things that you're going through right now and ask that the Lord will give you the grace to win if it is a financial issue if it is a marital issue if it is your business if it is a spiritual issue I want us to pray right now and ask that the Lord will give you the grace and the strength to win ask that the Lord will give you the grace and the strength to win because so much hangs in the balance. When you lose, generations lose. And when you win, everybody wins. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you were blessed by the message. To listen to more, consider subscribing, sharing, and rating the podcast. We love you.